Hello, Soap Chat listeners. Today is Monday, November 4th, 2019, and we are officially back from our little two-week mid-season break, and we have so much to discuss, but before we get to it, let's check in on our amazing co-host, Tiggs. How are ya? I'm doing swell, Casey. And Rodrigo, what about yourself? I'm doing so great. Now that Marcus Coloma's on my TV screen. <laughs> but yeah, I'm doing so good. Thank and you. finally, <laughs> the shadiest of them all, Alan, how are you doing? Okay. Alrighty, well let's just jump right in. We have to start off on a very sad note coming back from our break. John Clark, most known for his role of Mickey Horton on Days of Our Lives, Passed away over our break at the age of 88. Uh, Tiggs, what are some of your favorite Mickey Horton, John Clark memories? Well, you know, by the time I was old enough to, like, you know, be watching David, I'm saying, what's going on? Like, him and Maggie wasn't really in storylines like that. Like, by the 90s, like, she was a town busybody who ran Tuscany on Miss Tuscan. And... He was just Uncle Mickey. He was a town lawyer. You know, if you slap somebody upside the head or something, just call him Uncle Mickey. Black, white, Chinese. Oh, girl, call him Uncle Mickey. He'll get you out. <laughs> and he'll just get you out. And, you know, when Doug and Julie would be traveling and whatnot, or Jennifer was off gallivanting with Jack, him and Mickey were pretty much caregivers for Alice, but she started getting older and getting sick and stuff like that. They didn't really have storylines until, like, the Salem Stalker story. And by that time, like, John Clark was about to retire. And Johnny was in a row. But yeah, like, I've always had fond memories. Always had fond memories of John Clark. It wasn't never a moment where Mickey was on my screen. I was just like, oh, girl. No, it was just like, okay, Uncle Mickey on the screen. He kind of felt like your uncle. Like, okay. And then Rodrigo. Get me out. (laughs) And then Rodrigo, what about you? What are some of your favorite John Clark, Mickey Horton memories? Same thing with it. By the time I got to watching days, like Mickey was just there. Like, oh, there's Mickey. Like he was just like a familiar face. He's my own homework, and I just went on YouTube and just I didn't realize he dominated days in the sixties oh, yes. and seventies. Oh yes. That whole triangle with Mickey and Bill and Laura, and we didn't know for years who was Mike Horton's dad, and I mean he dominated that that you know bill bell's days and and then you know towards the 80s and 90s you know they didn't have much use for him anymore and he was just a side character taking care of alice and you know the town lawyer anybody get in trouble here yeah, mickey but he's gonna get you out like tick said like that's just that was just mickey and then like Tick said, you know, Salem Stalkers, when they really were going to give him something, and then John Clark retired, and Johnny Eagle got the story, and that was it. But, you know, John Clark was such a presence in Day's history, uh, a fan favorite, uh, just a familiar face that people just knew. Um, so, I mean, rest in peace, John Clark, and... Yeah, you know, he'll be he'll he will be missed in daytime. 
And then, Alan, what about you? Uh, what are your some favorite Mickey Horton memories? Well, I have to echo what Rodrigo and Tate were saying that by the time I started days, what Robert Sealand's story, so my memories of him are just marrying Bonnie uh, and being basically a horny idiot for her. <laughs> so, but yeah, I recognize that he wasn't part of our days. He just wasn't part of part of my days. He wasn't really re- that relevant. But yeah, he was a legend and all that. Oh, definitely. Um, Mickey was no longer on screen when I started watching. I started watching Days, even though I know more Days history than probably most people can admit to. Mickey was already ushered off by the time I started watching. Um, So I actually talked to my grandma about her favorite Mickey memories. And uh, she could think all the way back to um, the him being on the farm with the alias and Maggie being on the crutches and all that good stuff when the character Mickey dominated the show. Um, so I think that's just amazing that people really could grow up with John Clark um, because he was there for quite a long time. And of course, now there are only two remaining uh, original cast members of Days of Our Lives Still Alive, which is Richard Kala, who played Tony Merritt, and Marie Cheatman, um, who played Marie Horton, I believe. Um, so it really is a huge loss for the show's history, and it really is a huge loss for daytime. Um, but anyway, let's tear ourselves away from the sad news, and let's go to some good news. Daniel Goddard is finally out as Kane Ashby on The Young and the Restless. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, praise Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Daniel. You did it to yourself, brother. You did it to yourselves. I'm sorry. Well, take it away, Rodrigo. What are some more thoughts that you have over um, this? If Daniel Dollar just ate his lunch and just sat there and did his job instead of going on Twitter, riling up his little fan base that fly planes with banners, um, waste of money. But, um, yeah, he got what he deserved. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't usually celebrate people losing jobs. I know what it feels like to lose a job. But when someone actively asks to be let go from a show just for the mm-hmm. antics alone, yeah, you're going to get fired. And what you did to Beth Maitland, yeah, you weren't going to get away with that shit. Um, and look where she is now. She has a storyline. She is in the opening credits, and you are no longer in the parking lot. So, good, good riddance to you, Daniel. I have a feeling he'll, he'll, he'll get snatched up by another soap. Oh, you really think he will? Um, yes, I think Frank Valentini is actively looking for another person on the show. Thank God he did uh, not turn out to be Nicholas Cassadine. Let me say that. Uh, no, oh, no, thank God. Oh, no, no, thank no, God. No, 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 no. Okay, don't even... No. I would have been calling for Frank to be fired. <laughs> yes, but goodbye, Kane, Ashby. Thank God. 
Thank you, Chris and Khalil, for making this happen as well. <laughs> I thank you, too, because um, you put it all in motion, girl, and I thank you. Bye-bye, game. Bye. Just bye. <laughs> Rodrigo, you sounded like you were making an Emmy speech. Thank you to Chris and Khalil <laughs> <laughs> and CBS and Sony. <laughs> yes. Um, Alan, what do you think about Daniel being let go? He got what he fucking deserved. He fucked that Disney when they fucking trust lawyers. I didn't play Victoria and he fucking talked black loud as well, so fuck him. And the horse he rode in on, he can get the fuck out of there. He can go get some real estate. Bitch ass. <laughs> I just love how Alan ended that with like saying he was a bitch ass. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's what you gotta say. That's what you say to your uncle that's always stealing money. And then he finally get called up and you cut him out. Bitch ass. <laughs> well, go ahead and fill us in on what you think, Tiggs. And then 
Millie Hindley and Daniel Goddard, they were smoking hot to me. I thought Candy Victoria could have done Yeah, they, they did. Something. I wanted Candy Victoria to I wanted Victoria to have a tour to see her. That was and scandalous. I wanted Lily to come home from, from yes. prison and catch them in the bed together. That was a scandal you wanted in That's what Bill Bell would have done that. I guarantee you would have done a Candy Victoria story. Well, clearly. And, and just all types of mess. But yeah, there, there was no other way to go but to get rid of them because the twins are on the Kansas. He just didn't want to do with anybody else. Anybody else. And then this mess with Devon and the wheel, it's like the fans always hate you because of this. Because so it's like. Go ahead, let it be revealed to be a con, let Devon keep his money, and let Kane get shackled and sent away. Bye. Well, and Daniel Goddard was hoping to still ride on his 2012 popularity, where Maria fired him, and the network made her hire him back and write for him. He was hoping that popularity was still there, but it was not, because... Nobody gives two shits about Lane anymore. I'm sorry, God, that is the most milk toast couple in daytime history. I would no, rather people care because that was nine years ago and why not had what? One point five million more viewers back then. Nobody cares. Exactly. And I also liked him. I really liked Daniel Goddard and Tracy Bregman together as Kane and Lauren. I know a lot of people didn't, but I'm a fan of the school of breaking Michael and Lauren up for a bit because it's just getting a bit too tiring. Oh, God, breaking them up permanently. She's, ugh, he's never been good enough for her. He should be hunting Jack. Ugh, God, I've always hated Michael and Lauren together. She's, he's never been good enough for her. Never. Well, and I think Michael, they should be Michael together in the end. Ex-con. Like, ew. I think they should be together in the end, but Tracy Bregman is still a sex cat. I mean, she is still a bombshell. Why they don't they don't play Lauren no more? She is exactly. She's trying to feel like a right now. Like she won the sexiest woman in daytime, and she was one of the first. Why not original bad girl? You don't play this girl. The, the, the thing with her and Jack, oh, that was such, that was so promising. That right, was, oh, I was that was so excited for that. I was so excited. Jack was someone his own age that's a sexy one, like, don't have to be a 29-year-old prancing over him. That whole Carrie situation was gross. That was disgusting. I don't know what, it, I think that's on Peter Burns. Is that a Peter Burns' contract that he gives a, a young thing every other like, well, what like, is up? I mean, down. it's the Eric Braden he thing, too. No. I was like, you put Peter Bergman and, and, and Tracy Bergman together. That was some fire right there. They just dropped the whole damn thing. So she can stay with that with Christian LeBlanc's Michael, that boring ass coat. Also, Michael Law are boring as all hell to me. And I'm Michael's boring. bad wigs, too. Right, because they only put they together, together because they had nobody else to put the other wigs. They had nobody put with Michael, nobody put with Lauren, so they just said, oh. And yeah, they got a little bit of chemistry, but it's just like, it's they just always had a will and great vibe to me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's dry. Yeah, hat, fat, hat, Yeah, I don't know why yeah. they're turning Because we all know, we all know. We know, but. We all know, know. Christian, Christian LeBlanc, like, like young style, you're just like Lauren Fenmore does, honey. Please. <laughs> oh, my God. They're free from together. 
Now that would be a story. I tell you what, though. Punch me. No, he's gonna punch me, bitch. Like, oh, okay. That would be a story. See, what I always wanted to happen was for Tracy and Michael to get together out of like if oh, Lord if oh, Lord no, ran no, off with another. Well, no, that's what I wanted to happen when Lauren was having that affair with Carmine. I wanted Michael to get back at her by sleeping with Tracy and for that feud to be reignited. But, of course, I was asking too much for some Y&R head writers, which I think that was Josh Griffith at the time, to do their own homework. But I digress. (laughs) So... Speaking about veteran characters and characters that have been on for a long time, like Daniel Goddard, when do you think it is time for a show to let a character go, regardless of how long they've been there? Alan, we'll start with you. When a school ain't relevant to the ride up, there are a bunch of characters in the supply sale. Ray's isn't really, on days isn't really that relevant, other than... Why Leslie Charlson doesn't have a story. I don't know. Frank right now is fucking stupid. I don't have Leslie Charlson the worst shit ever. I don't know why. Well, and a lot of people forget. They've been doing it for the last 15 years. Like, at all. When they made Monica drunk and she was one of people and shit. It's been horrible ever since. Well, and a lot of people forget. Well, I think Bobby is doing well. No, they're not going to roll around I really like the drunk storyline of something on Monica where, yeah, like 90% of her family is dead. Um, she is the only one, like, original left in that whole four-man family. You could do something like a, a real alcoholism storyline or you could have Monica be, finally become vengeful on people. Something. She ain't got nothing to do. She, she, she defended Franco when Franco would be true. I'm like, well, and a lot of people forget that Leslie Charlson was one of the people who first took the show to the number one spot. You know, everybody thinks it was Luke and Laura, but no, it was really the story of Leslie and Monica feuding with one another that first spiked that show and saved it from cancellation. And you can't give this veteran actress a story anymore? Like, come on, please. 
when it comes to these nets, all they have, you don't expect them to be on five days a week like it's 1988. But just put them where they make sense. Put them where they make sense. It's not rocket science. Well, I'm going to say something, but it might be a little controversial, but speaking of, like, when it's time to let a bet go or a character go, it's time to let go of the characters to make wrinkles. Let me, let me, um, <laughs> let me preference. So you know you ain't getting no, you know you ain't getting no pushback from nobody on this goddamn line. <laughs> it is time to let go of this character. I said, in my mind, they should have done a Who Killed Sonny storyline years ago. Just so something like that could reinvent it, it would re-energize the canvas and bring the show in a new direction. If you kill them, the number one, the mob boss or something, you know what I'm saying? The character has nowhere to go. They keep put, they put Sonny in scenes he has no business being in. Why is Sonny managing a pop, a boxing ring? He got nothing better to do but watch a boxing ring, a boxing gym, and talk to character and try to change. I, I it's you got nothing for him to do. He has nothing to do anymore. Well, it, and I'm sorry, his but storylines have dried up. What can you do with this character? Maurice Bernard is you not entertaining the show, enough. but they don't have any damn storylines. They, they have no story. Everything and walking around Port Charles being a Greek chorus and being judge, jury, and executioner—that's not a storyline. That's stupid. Well, and you and know it's great. It is a great decision to hang your show on a Erica Slezak or a Susan Lucci or a Robert Newman or um, a uh, Mara West or a Michael Park. But Maurice Bernard, to me, is not entertaining enough and, frankly, not even a good actor enough anymore to hang your whole entire show on for the rest of its run. I don't care to see the character of Sonny every day. But I think Carly is still salvageable. I would like to see, like, Jax every day or Ava every day. But I don't need five days of Sonny. I'm sorry, I just don't. So it wouldn't hurt my feelings. The character of Carly, and I love the character of Carly as a character. That character has evolved over the years. But when Laura Ryder is with Ingo Rademacher, that character is so much better and self-realized and self-aware of herself and confident. She's and, Carly. She's the uh, real Carly. Herself, when she's with Jazz. When she is with Sunny, Carly is a busybody, hypocritical, annoying character. They've always been toxic. They bring out the absolute worst in each other. That's what attracted them to each other. There was nothing good about Sonny that attracted uh, Carly to him. And vice versa. They were attracted to each other because of how fucked up they were. There was nothing anything romantic or enduring about that couple until Tamara Vaughn came to But that element's been lost. I mean, the attraction of the messiness has been lost because... They're so high and mighty and hypocritical that they no longer admit their mistakes. You know, Carly and Sonny fell in love because they could admit their mistakes to each other. But they now think they're always right. And that is so annoying. And that doesn't make for good soap opera. Yeah, 
Thing to show things are like, and that's the big problem. Mm-hmm. And then it's simply, they, they, let, they let Mo and his ego get in the way, and it's like, that's why, that tweet I had that went viral was like, there won't be a general hospital if, if y'all get canceled for the gong show. At this point, they need to pull a daze and just go along to the walls. Because at the end of the day, if the show gets canceled, who gives a fuck about Sonny Corinto? Nobody. So do what needs to be done to balance the show out and keep it on air. Exactly. And I'm going to because no fucking applying and all this shit was too late to him. Because he once famously said, well, sometimes balance is too much balance. You know, to me, General Hospital is about Laura and Monica and Elizabeth and uh, Bobby. It's about anybody but Sonny. It really is. I know Sonny has been there a long time, but who they made this character out to be originally, who Claire Labine wrote him originally to be, is nothing like he is now. And I think that's where they've really lost the character is they didn't keep Claire Labine's original vision. You know, you look at The Young and the Restless with William J. Bell's characters. For example, Victor. Victor has always remained the same. Victor is still Bill Bell's character 40 years later. Same with Jill. Jill is still the same character 46 years later. But on General Hospital, they change character direction so fast, and it's so plot-driven, and it diverts from what was originally created, that there's not a shred of that original characterization left on that canvas, and it hurts the show. It's because of Brian Fromm. Brian Fromm started this whole, this bullshit where... Oh, because the character is popular. Oh, they can't be a really bad person. And nobody can hate them. They're popular because they are a piece of shit. That's why they're popular. Sonny's a piece of shit. That's why he's popular. Same with Todd. Todd was a piece of shit. They had a good day with Blair every once in a while. It was cute with Star. He was a piece of shit. That's why he was popular. He wasn't popular because he was a nice guy. And it's the same with Sonny. Even when Jason, Jason's a piece of shit. He's a passive-aggressive piece of shit, but he's still a piece of shit. And that's what made him popular. Nobody gave a shit about Jason Quartermain when he was just, you know, wearing those Cosby sweaters. Poor Steve Burton. Poor Steve Burton. It turns him into Dumbledore. Well, and same with Carly, you know. Where they had that, that shoot-off with um, Faith Walk going to church. Oh, I my God. I was doing that scene. I was 17 when it aired. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody needs Jason to save the day all the goddamn time. I want Jason to blow somebody's fucking head off that dessert. The Jason Morgan I know would have killed that goddamn Shiloh nine months ago. Y'all got this damn...
Sonny and Valentine and hell, even Julian that do something awful, then it's somebody else's fault, and they want to whine about it for six months. You know, Fuck and you. I kind of miss That's what now. That's what people say about Victor. Victor's a piece of shit, and he don't, he don't care. I really miss now because I know a lot of people didn't like the character of Nell, but I really came to love her because she was that character who called people on their shit in Port Charles. And Nell was also a character who didn't apologize for her actions. And that is the type of character GH desperately needed. Well, yeah, they need to let her go. You know, let. I think. Her going to prison was the perfect end to that. I mean. Her going to prison was so classic, so... I don't care. Well, while we're on the subject of General Hospital, y'all know what we have to talk about. It's what we've been waiting to talk about this whole podcast. We have a brand new Nicholas Cassidyne, Marcus Colomo, uh, Coloma, excuse me, who's got quite the extensive primetime resume... Um, is the new Nicholas Cassadine on General Hospital. So, Alan, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Marcus, and where do you see the character of Nicholas going? I, I think he's doing a really good job so far. He has president scenes. You want him to sit on your face. <laughs> you, he's a very good actor. He's not an alleged drunkard, so that's good. Or a diva. And I see Nicholas bending Ava over many, many times, and I'm here for it. Because she needs to love her life, and they're going to try to kill her. Well, Nicholas, he might try to kill her, but it was going to be hot. So, yeah. And then... Rodrigo, what do you think about Marcus? And do you think, uh, like we discussed earlier, that General Hospital is in a Justin Hartley, Young and Restless situation? Oh, this man, Marcus Paloma. Oh, I'm sorry. He is so fine. And Martesh, I thank you because I know it was you that cast me. It was you, Frank. <laughs> Okay. It wasn't well, yeah, because he he, just, he he wasn't working at Whole Foods when they he, he wasn't working at Whole Foods work. parking lot. He wasn't right. He wasn't he wasn't the first of five guys. Uh, none of them restaurants. This is an actor. This is and, a good looking man that can act. You know where you to find somebody sitting on the end of the <laughs> Exactly. Thank you, Martashna, for taking control of the casting of this character. You can tell this show took their time because it was the seeds were already planted. For Nicholas to return, they had these little these scenes, pop up scenes, and you knew something was going on. Like that Nicholas was coming back, but we didn't know if Tyler was coming back or not. So, shout out to the behind the scenes for keeping that a secret. That kept the momentum of oh, who is coming back as Nicholas? Is it Tyler? Is it somebody new? If it's somebody new, who is it going to be played by? Is it Michael E. Knight? (laughs) Yeah, who who is going to be Nicholas? And when they were, when they, Ava pulled the gun on, on the masked man and told him to take his mask off, I was like, oh, let's see who it is. And he pulled it off. 
it was just at first I was like, oh, that's a young man. And then I looked him up. He's he's forty one people. He ain't a, he's not twenty five. Okay, he's not Spencer. He's, I know he's not Spencer. He just has good genes. Okay, so but I I was. I was just in awe. Him and Moore West already have some chemistry. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, I know they were screen tested because that is, I think, right. <laughs> I, I know they were screen tested because you can't test your first team be with Moore West. And well, I know yeah. that way. He looked at twenty-seven guys from this role. He doesn't twenty-seven guys. So hopefully, I know Nicholas. Is I know from today's episode, he was mad at Abram for going against for going against him for testifying for for Dallas whatever she did to get her face back. Uh, who can blame her? The my girl need her face back, and she went. She, she was burned. She was burned. What the hell, y'all think she was going to keep their burn face? Right, let's be real. I'd have been anyway, like, yeah, screw you, Nicholas. Yeah, <laughs> like screw that. I want my face back. Shit, I, I'm Ava Jerome. I'm like a wrong fuck one with mask on my face. Um, but the casting is on point. He can act. He is good looking. This is a good direction they're taking this character. It's for, it's refreshing. Finally, a new a newcomer who is not a new character. Yes. Dan O'Connor, the co-head writer. I know it was your idea, Dan. I know <laughs> you know the history of the show. Unlike your predecessors, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Shelley, you can't read a you can't read a history book. You, you trying to write for yourself, Bob? You don't even know the history of this damn show. And this young man come on this show and just knows everything you don't even know about the show. But anyway, but good job on the casting. I'm looking forward to where Nicholas is going. The trio between Nicholas, Jackson, and Hayden, I like that trio together. Uh, I, I just like where this is going. Jimmy Francis gets to show her chops in a real storyline. So, shop, thumbs up. Huge thumbs up to me. Oh my gosh, and didn't that scene in the art gallery break your heart where, oh, like, Laura it, was oh, just so broken and legends, she was like, it can't legends, be Nicholas. Legends, like, ugh. That's how you act, young ones that try to make it in the same Yeah, and notice, how you, do it. you know, Jeannie didn't Judith Chapman up that scenery. Like, it no. was all still there at the end of the day, ready to be packed up and shipped to the warehouse. Like, you know, she was calm. Her voice was breaking. You felt the emotion. You got to yes. go on the journey. It was good. And then, I mean, Mara to the damn West, the Meryl Streep of this genre. I oh. mean... Period. Lays Period. it on the damn floor every damn day. <laughs> My girl, and I see the transition in the writing of Ava. I'm, I'm just seeing a little more. Right. Um, something is going on. Someone, someone finally is trying to get the grasp on this character because she, her going to Shady Bro, that might be a good thing because Ava need a break because she did through some shit. So she needs a little, she needs a little, uh, a little rewind in her life. Exactly. So get, let, let her get a little help, and then she's gonna come back. She, she know Nicholas is alive. So I, I'm just, oh, I'm just so looking forward to everything. I am very excited to see uh, Marcus and James Patrick Stewart share a lot of scenes. 
I think they're going to play very well off of each other. Um, and I think it's going to be a very good power struggle in the Cassidyne family type of story. Um, and who knows? Maybe uh, Marcus and Cynthia will get to share a lot of scenes in the future if they're headed that direction. I would like to see them kind of chem-tested um, to see where that can work out. Uh, Tiggs, let's go to you. Um, do you think... Uh, Marcus will be a good fit for the role and where do you see the character Nicholas going from here on out? From what I've seen, yeah. Like I, I've heard a, a small handful of positive things about GH over the last two weeks. Um, it, it's just really crazy and I didn't realize like as a little kid, okay, when the OJ trial was going on and like the soaps had like dropped so much in viewers. And it's because when you go a while without watching the show, you kind of get out of the habit of it and it's hard to kind of get back into it. And that's kind of how I went with Bold and GH. I know the Bold is doing well for right now until Brad Bell farts or something. But <laughs> it's like, you know, it's hard to kind of get back into it because like GH is still on shaky ground. So I'm just like, uh. Mm. Mm. Last time I tried to watch an episode was six months ago and it didn't work out so well. I'm just like, mm. Mm. I'm going to try though. I'm going to try. Because I want to see what's going on with Nicholas, so I will try. Like, everybody's saying that this guy is good, so I'm all for it. Like, I would love for Tyler Christopher to come back, but we need somebody that's going to be present. No, I'm sorry. Tyler, don't ever need to come back. And I'm like, I got time for that shit. Nobody. Everybody. And then Tyler Christopher, Steph Martinez did a fine job in that role back in the day. When Tyler Christopher left the very first time, I had no problem. Tyler is just trying to behave. Marissa Ramirez, not that second G they got. I don't know where the hell they got that child from, that Jerry girl. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I just want to say, yeah. like, uh, Martinez was pretty good in the role. Like, Tyler Christopher isn't a recap. I mean, uh, irreplaceable. So, yeah. But I, just want, I want him and Ava to fall in love, get married. I want her to be Ava Cassidyne. I want her to yes. develop a power base. I want her to be able to, like, have some little pushback with Sonny and Carl. Well, and you and know, like, I, I want Nicholas to just be like, look, Sonny, me and you ain't always been too close, but because of Spencer, we've been all right. You don't let Ava see that girl. And that's all it is, too. Now, if you want to make it a situation, you can't do the mob, but I'm a cast nine. We can do this if you want to. Nick just needs to say, look, I'll to. freeze your ass. I don't care what the gun you're going to. We can do this if you want to. Lock yes. and kill a motherfucker for generations. So don't make me dig. Don't play with me. And Ava has never been married. I don't even think she ever has. She don't have an ex-husband. Nobody. She's never been married. married. And, and, and her first it's, husband to be a Cassidy, so she can get that I would power back. I would love it for it oh. to be a scene where Sonny and Carly up there talking about Ava and talking all this shit, and Nicholas to go up to Carly's face and be like, "Oh, well, you are in the business with the kids, right?" I didn't know Spencer was my son the first six months of his life because you objectified it to lie. Hello? If anything, you should be thanking me that you have Jocelyn. Because if you and Jocelyn teamed up to keep my son away from me, Jocelyn and never fell in love and got married. You're welcome. Give Ava her daughter, bitch. 
something. I hope you this, into something. I hope this Nicholas man and everything that's temporary. He had to understand what she had to do. What she he had needed to do. understand it. It wasn't yeah. like she, she betrayed him and Spencer for a boo job or a No. <laughs> it was her fucking face. Yes. It wasn't like she she, she like, oh, I want a nick of an eye, Jazz. I'm going to take her fucking face. You want me to be disfigured, so for what? I mean. I will say, though, you know, just, it's amazing to think how much work Mara West has put into this pairing. I mean, it's almost reminding me of, like, Santa Barbara. You know, Santa Barbara was a big fan of always recasting one half of their super couples. And, you know, whether it be, like, Nancy Lee Gron, who always made it work with a Mason, or something like that. And that's what this reminds me of. Mara West makes it work every damn time. Every time. With Tyler time. and Nick and now Marcus. I mean, she's ready to breathe. She even got sexual chemistry with Jeannie Francis. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. That just goes to show more of like, when Tyler and Mara were first paired together, no one expected that pair. Cause Nobody. Who knew, who knew Nicholas and Ava were going to cross each other's orbits? But when those two came together, you were like, oh, my God, those two are hot together. They are in sync. And you kind of, you, you just, you wonder what if, what if Tyler didn't leave the show, whatever happened when he left, what what, what could have happened between Nicholas and Ava? They could have been that power couple that just. It was the same thing back in the day. Like, Nicholas was hot with Claudia as a car. Like, you, you didn't see it the first time around when Sarah Brown was on the show. Because her and Tyler Fisker pretty much came at the same time back in 96. But you saw it that time and was like, well, damn. You almost would have wished Carly would have jumped Nicholas's bones back in 98. You're like, damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, they were hot. But, you know, they want to play in Sarah Brown's face. So, yeah. Yeah, and then seeing Ava remembering Nicholas this time around. They're like, oh, even though they brought it back out of nowhere, that Ava suddenly, like, now remembers that Nicholas, like, she, I, I don't know, she, I think she loves Nicholas. I think that was, like, someone she fell in love with so quickly. Well, what if, what could have been? But that just goes to the power of more West. It makes you feel like, oh, my God, well, Ava did that. She had feelings with Nicholas. So... I'm just so excited about where this is going to go. And her and Marcus, are, the brief little scene they had, and he's kissing her forehead. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm so... I I, I, I want to know where this is going. And I haven't felt anything about GH. I haven't felt that about GH in so long. So anything I give him a little hope, I am going to hang on to. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... So, so, I'm going I'm to try to try get back in the GH, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to kinda ignore my Sonny and Carly hate a little bit. Honor, Chris Van you have one chance to impress me. You better write for your life and don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, I'm over it. <laughs> Shit. Well and GH has been awful for them the last two years now it's been awful. Oh no, it's been like, more like three, darling. It's been like God damn it, like like God and life as the world turns wasn't as bad as Another world mm. wasn't as bad as Goddamn Sunset Beach wasn't as bad as Something gotta get. Well see, I always like Sunset Beach. I know. <laughs> I always like I always like too, but shit. The 
That was my guilty pleasure. I mean, <laughs> Sunset Beach was just that show. I ride or die for Sunset Beach. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go and get some final thoughts. Tiggs, we'll start with you. What are your final thoughts? And where can everybody find you on social media? My final thought is that I'm three episodes behind on days, and I don't know if I want to watch them. Okay. I heard that Sal Cyrus and Lamar, she gave great performances, but I just hate how they let Lonnie go out like a punk. Like, this type of blackmail plot point would have worked 15 years ago, but in this day and age, and with Lonnie being a fucking cop, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. She could have easily recorded a conversation with Gabby, waited to the wedding, Played it in front of everybody and said, kill Julie if you want to, bitch, with everybody watching you, and you're going to get carted off to jail. Do it, bitch. Do it. Like, she, they, they just let her go out like a punk. Like, I, I, it, it just it angers me. And, ugh, like I said, I, I'm trying to be positive about this time, John. I know I'm not going to like everything. But I just, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. The only good thing is that if it's too fucked up, they can go back and rectify things. But as of right now, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I just know I love Gabby, but she better get fucked up. Oh, shit. Well, because you, you, you don't get to blow somebody's life apart like that because your stupid ass husband hopped in front of his crazy ass mama and took a bullet. I don't care if you are. Say, don't worry. Lanisha Rochelle Price. <laughs> you leave that girl alone. LaNisha Rochelle Price is going to come for that ass. Don't worry. The freebies already showed that. Tiggs, can you... Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I want to see a more balanced rivalry. I yes. don't want to see, you know, Gabby, you know, terrorizing poor little Lonnie. No, I want them to both be fucking each other up back and forth. That's what I want. Rodrigo, can you change your Twitter name to that? <laughs> Yes, please. Everybody can find me at the best eleven nine eight five. It's probably pretty much got to say because I I haven't watched Warner. Oh, you know what? No, I okay. Warner, this whole deal is, is bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Who cares? Who cares that that Dina was a whole yet again? Nobody cares. He, he's not an avid. There's not a Brooks on screen. From what I've heard, I really like this his, story. His, his daddy. So what does it matter? I really I like the story. I really like that story, but this should have happened during last year with the 45th anniversary. I don't get the need to tell these stories now that are basically anniversary stories, but uh, whatever. Um, the Marilyn Mitku of the podcast, Rodrigo, where can they find you on Twitter? And what are your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts, uh, a special shout out to... William DeVry and Perry Shen, uh, Julian and Brad, this last week, uh, I am loving Julian fucking with Brad and Julian and Brad and Luke's wet marriage. It is 
different. They see the father-in-law messing with his gay sons. <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, just the cat, it's something homoerotic about it. Right. About Julian. Today's episode, you saw Julian went up on Brad like, I am going to fuck you up. But I wanted him to like fuck him at the same time. It was just something weird about, but something exciting about that. But the way they're playing this is, I just I like this twist in this Wiley thing. I like this direction, the story. Um, and I know they'll never go there, but just a special shout out to those two because I am very entertained by that dynamic. Well, we all know that. Me. Oh, you can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. I was just going to say, we all know that Will DeVry looks really good in the pair of sports briefs. That is all yes, I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss those sex scenes with he and Nancy Lee. And I've seen him in person, and he is gorgeous in real life as he is on the screen. So, then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Rebecca Fab is very lucky. <laughs> I just look at Will DeVry and I'm pregnant. That is it. I just, oof. I'm telling you, I just, every time I see him, daddy porn, daddy porn, daddy porn. Yes, yes. I mean, if. And he knows it too. And he knows it. He knows Oh, it. you always he posting those workout videos and. He, and he don't knows. mind being naked and he is a soap, he is a soap star. He knows the game and. I just love it. I love it. He's, I, I didn't even like Julian like that before, but this turnaround with Julian, I just, oh, I just love it. And then, Alan, the Ava Jerome of the podcast, where can they find you on social media, and what are your final thoughts? Well, you can find me at, uh, at Michelle Raffle on Twitter, and my final thought is, in on Y&R is to see where the Theo and Lola thing goes. I think they have so yeah. much chemistry. I think they that can be chemistry. really hot. Yeah, good chemistry. They need to go there. But I mean, Theo, like, yeah, like, that's another thing. Besides Persegate, the thing that kind of turned you off to Kyle and Lola too is that he kind of turned into like uh, into a good boy. Trying to please Lola. If he would have just stayed as sparkling as he was when he came back to town last year, we would have a ball game. 
Like, because Layla is so milk toast and blah, mm. she needs kind of like a bad boy to kind of like, you know, sully her up a little bit. Like, she can't have somebody that's just as dry as she is. Who want to see that? Nobody. Yeah, I'm not really. Yeah, Young and Restless is not even on my radar these days. I'm just waiting. Sad to say. Within the next three weeks or so, Job Griffin get fired. So now Young did this time last year. I'm pretty sure he's got a one-year contract, and I'm sure his 13 weeks, his 13 week cycle should be up around December 10th. So now they got now they got Carlos Rivera up in there, and I'm like, why? Why another Chelsea dumb story that no one cares about? But okay, I don't care. Well, and Nick, why are Nick we going apology. back? Nick, Nick like Nick, Nick is like Nick, 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 you didn't learn from your mama when she tried to be a politician. Exactly. Like, I now you want to do that? Nobody care about that. Well, and when she mentioned that, though, because Nikki said, well, you know, my time in office, I was like, get out of here, Nikki, get out. <laughs> Ugh. The oh, only God. thing Lynn did well was the You know, it's so funny because you get Amelia... You get Amelia Heinley talking about that well Aquarius, and she just laughs so hard. And I think that's funny when even actors know that their stories are bad. <laughs> because. <laughs> but, but, but you know what, though? Hell, I, we can't even complain because, goddammit, I would love to get a well Aquarius now compared to this shit we see on screen. So, there's that trailer. Look at when bag when, 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 when shit from 15 years ago sounds really good. Because well Aquarius sounds really good. <laughs> right now. At least Amelia brushed her hair back then. That's what I said. Oh, I loved Clear Springs though. That is the only Shit, thing. I'm, I'm down there ready for somebody to say something on Sister Killer. Shit, I'm just like. I'm okay, let's not go there. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> well, anyway, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, at Clone Riva, and you can find our show on Twitter as well at soap underscore chat. And we are very happy to be back to finish out the rest of the season. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, because I know we sound like four cranky ass bitches, and we are. Speak for yourself, Tiggs. Excuse me. Okay, now, when it comes to Marcus Coloma, you got a deal. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a different story. <laughs> I, Ooh, real. I just need one of these soap stars to sit on my face, and that is where I will leave it. Oh, 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 oh. It's the season, all right.